And hello, everybody. It is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Adrian Chenault and his dad, Tom Chenault. How are you, Adrian? Good. How are you? I haven't seen you since lunch. It's very, very, very long time. We have got an unbelievable show for you. You are going to love the show. It's that simple. This guy is somebody that I have known for about a decade, maybe longer. I love this guy. I love him more as a human being than I do as a mentor of mine. I talk to him literally every day. He is bigger, better, and more integrous than literally any network marketer I know. And from my mouth to you guys, that's like the highest tribute that I could pay anybody. I love him. Don't you love him? I do for so many reasons. Amazing, amazing guy. And he's got an amazing son, Elijah, who is the little baseball player that just started high school. And I love this kid with all of my heart. And then he has another son named Isaiah, who is the fifth best uh, high school quarterback in the nation for his age group. And then he's got an older brother, young oldest son, who is incredible that I cannot figure out whether they call him Fabian or Fabian, but he's one or two, who is one of the classiest kids I've ever known in my life. He's married to Avelia. She is a rock star in her own right, women leader, personal development queen. And then you have Lewis. And then in the same house, they have both of their mothers who are both over 90 years old living in the home with them too. So that house over his shoulder looks like a gymnasium. That's his house. And the reason he has to have a house that big is all those mouths he's feeding. Then if you call him on the phone, he's in a van that he bought, like a just a huge van that has all kinds of seats in it. And it's the whole football team. And he's at the In-N-Out Burger bringing the football team home and ordering 45 hamburgers, <laughs> 22 orders of fries, 21 milkshakes. It's the craziest thing you've ever seen in your life. That is one day in the life of Louis Ariaza. How are you, Dr. Lewis? I am wonderful, Tom. Happy to be here. Although you said that I'm your mentor. No, you, you are my mentor. I, I call you. I actually look forward to that morning call. Um, it is probably about four days a week, sometimes five days a week. And I definitely look forward to that morning call. Uh, if, if anyone has ever, ever heard me speak, I've had uh, mentors since I was 25 years old. So I'm almost 54. That's uh, that's almost 30 years of being mentored. And, and when I say mentorship, for me, mentorship is is such a such an honor to be mentored is such an honor uh to share messages with people is such an honor so tommy and adrian i love you both i'm excited uh as as you guys always know i always tell people all the time bj palmer one of my favorite favorite philosophers he said you never know how far reaching what you may think do today will affect the lives of millions tomorrow so you know people are watching people are listening people's lives may change today by sharing some stories and i'm excited about that what I love about you is you like dropped out of third grade and then you <laughs> fell in love with your third grade teacher and she was a babe and you started showing up and sitting in the front row and the rest was history. You ended up getting highly educated, doing unbelievable things in the world of chiropractic, decided that you wanted to step into the world of network marketing, went crazy, failed hard at one point where they literally took away like everything that you own and you had to start over there has never been any quit, no matter what the circumstance in Luis Ariaza has there. You know, that's that's great, Tom. Yes, there there hasn't been because 
you know, I was thinking about, I was thinking about you and Adrian and I was thinking about the show and I was thinking about why, you know, why, why, why do people um, do well? You know, what, what, what was it that, that allowed me to uh, get out of South Central Los Angeles? You know, what was it that allowed me to, without any, without little knowledge of exactly what I was doing, uh, enroll in chiropractic college, literally on my own, because my parents didn't read or write English. So just, just doing it on my own. What was it that led me to um, finding the woman of my dreams and, and now having a, a, a beautifully blessed life with friends like you guys? You know, life, life is very similar to all, for all of us, right? But there's something that happens um, and for all of us is when we find our true identity. And, and I'd have to say that I was very, very fortunate that I came across a man when I was 25 years old that, that showed me who I could be and who I was, you know, different than who I thought I was. He showed me who I was. And the cool thing about that was that I believed him. I believed in what he told me about me. You know, uh, I believed in what he told me I could become and I could do with my life. And although when he told me those things, I had no concept of how it was going to happen. The cool thing is that I believed him, you know, just like often when you and I have these conversations, Tom, and you tell me, you tell me things that are to come, I, I believe them. And, and something very magical happens when, when we begin to believe something very magical happens when we be, begin to believe in ourselves, you know, our, our identity begins to change. My dad, I was thinking about this earlier today, just because of a situation that happened. My dad was a functional alcoholic for many, many, many years. So watching that and experiencing that for since 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 I can remember till I was 18 years old, you know, watching that it 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 penetrates, it permeates into my identity. But again, someone came into my life and he changed my state of mind. He showed me how to change my identity, how to change my personality into the person that I am today. And um, that's that's my hope and wish for everyone. So that's that's why we are where we are right now because I have changed. I'm not that young man that lives in South Central anymore. I'm not that little kid that graduated and didn't know anything about business. I made certain changes at certain specific times in my life that now has produced this. So you grew up in a rough neighborhood. You grew up with the odds stacked against you and you managed to find that mentor and you managed to get that mentor to mentor you think put yourself back in that place of that young guy who has a lot of hustle and not much else going for him what do you think allowed you to what how did you show that guy that you were worth his time oh that's that is an outstanding question what you're going to tell him right now say it again it's unbelievable what you're going to tell him well about, let him tell me i know about, <laughs> about your mentor actually taking you on as a mentee <laughs> that's an outstanding question and, and this is what i share with people all the time and and the word in today's term may not be a very um acceptable word but you know there, there's a saying that says that when the student's ready the teacher will arrive tom and i have talked about this many many times one of the best qualities of a of a great person is someone that's coachable. From the very beginning, I submitted to this individual. I submitted myself emotionally, physically, chronologically. I submitted. Thank God. Thank God that his intention was always to help me. 
thank God that his intention was always to make me a better person. But I submitted to him and I told him from the very first from the very first day that we met, he said, I said, I will do whatever you ask me to do. As long as it is ethical, moral and theologically correct, I will do whatever you ask me to do. And, and that's what I don't see often in today's time. I see a lot of people that want something but aren't willing to be good students. I, I see a lot of people that that want, you know, that want you to they, they want the five elements. They want the five key points. They want the they, they want the cliff notes to success. And there, there are no cliff notes to success. There is no you know, there is no silver bullet to success. You got to put in the time. You got to put in the grit. You got to put in the grind. You got to go. You got to go through your challenges. And and I was willing to go through my challenges because what I had was far worse than what he was challenging me to do. So there was there was an element of fear of loss. I, I already knew what I had. I already knew. I already know. I, I I lived for over 20 years a life of scarcity. I lived in the hood. I, I knew what it was to not have. Right. And I knew that. And, and that I did not want that. I wanted something different, although what I wanted different, I wasn't clear. He helped me with that clarity. But in the process of he helping me, I submitted myself completely to him. And three years later, after his coaching, I earned my first million dollars in business and things began to change. I began to change. Once I changed, then everything began to change around me. But one key component, uh, Adrian, is that um, I, I, I fully submitted. I fully believed. And if he would tell me I have to wake up at three, I woke up at three. If you tell me I have to, you know, write, a, uh, I have to write new patients a thousand times, I'd write new patients a thousand times. If you tell me I have to walk around with a spine on my back at malls, I walk around with spine on my back at malls. And in today's time, especially with with social media, you know, people people don't want to do. A lot of people don't want to do that. There are there there are people that do, and those are the ones that are going to succeed. There's people that are going to believe and submit, and those are the ones that are going to go to the next level. Those are the ones that are going to live in the rare air. But there's there's no Nobody, nobody. I, I, I don't know anyone. I don't know anyone that has become significant. And when I say significant, I'm talking about in the world of value. We're all the same in God's eyes, but I'm talking about bringing value to a large group of people that didn't submit to somebody, to somebody great at one, time, at one point or another. So I think you're right on. And I, I hadn't thought about this before because, you know, there are there are certainly people who are just lazy. That's one thing. We're not talking about that. I, I, I believe that maybe the bigger epidemic in the world is there are so many gurus. There are so many messages and we get stuck in this. I don't know who to listen to. And I get, I'm in this pattern where I won't just choose a path and go down it. And really, I think that's a faith issue, right? Like if you think in terms of, of, religious faith you don't you don't necessarily you know there are there are no guarantees in this world you have to choose to believe before the evidence of what is to come is fully there and that is becoming rarer and rarer and more difficult in this world would you agree with that absolutely i remember clearly when my mentor said um a real quick story this little boy came to jesus christ and he said Give me, give me a sign and I'll give you my faith. And Jesus said, it doesn't work that way. Give me your faith and then I'll give you a sign. So too many people are looking for the evidence, right? Um, to he who believes, there's no proof available. To he who doesn't believe, there's no, there's no proof necessary. See, I, I, I believe. I, I, people may call me an eternal optimist. 
that's that's just what I am. I I, I firmly believe. I, I believe. I believe that people can change. I believe. I believe people can transform. There's a science of transformation now. You know, since 1967, there's a science of transformation called neuroplasticity and epigenetics. Dr. Wallach talked about epigenetics in reference to our to our health. But now, I, I mean, there there is a science of change. There's a science of transformation. So it's not something that you know you find in some weird bookstore with you know in, in cassettes and you got to dust it off. No, there's there's a legitimate science. But nevertheless. You know, you can give you you can give a million dollars to a, per, a poor person, and in a year from now, they won't have those million dollars anymore because of their mindset. You can get you can take away millions from a millionaire, and a year later, he'll have millions again because of his mindset. It has nothing to do with what's on the outside. It's all what's in the inside. Our mind, our brain, our brain has many functions, but one of the main functions is to keep us congruent with our external and our internal. It keeps us in harmony. So once we once we can believe. We got to take a break. I'm trying to shut you up. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's sorry. all right. We're going to come back right after this on the Genesis Communication Network with the great Dr. Louis Ariaza. Victor, we love you, buddy. Victor, Victor, Victor. He's firing away comments like it's going out of style, Louis. We know Victor very, very well. We love Victor. No, I can't see their comments, right? You know, there, yeah, no, you probably could if you had set up right and read the email I sent you, but you're frozen now, so that's tough luck. So, anyway, we'll put them on the bottom of the screen here. We love you, Lewis. We're coming back right now. Anybody, this anybody, so go to that website we posted. He's unbelievable. And we're back. It's Tom Chenault. It's Adrian Chenault. It is the Legacy Leadership Show. We're with Dr. Lewis Ariaza. He spent the whole segment talking about what I didn't want him to talk about. How long did it take? For your mentor to take you on as a mentee, you chased that guy forever and he kept telling you, you're not ready. And then he finally answered your call, right? Yeah, he uh, I called him for six months. I called him for six months and he never returned my phone call. Um, I, I pursued him. I was the one I was the one in need. I was the one that, that wanted help. So uh, in the seventh month, he called me back. And when he called me back, he's you know, he said for the next year or two, I, I, I will, I will mentor you. I will guide you. I'll coach you. You just can't ask me any questions. And, and, and when I asked him, when, you know, when he said that, I was kind of confused on why. And so I asked him, well, well, why, why can't I ask you questions? And he said, because everything that's going to come out of your mouth is scarcity. It's poverty. It's limited. So it, it, the more, the more that you speak about those things, the, the less what I'm going to share with you is going to be effective. So again, I submitted to him and I stopped asking him questions. And I just took notes and notes and I still have my journals. I took notes and notes and notes and notes. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge note taker. You know, I have notes right here in front of me, uh, just notes and notes. And, and uh, next, you know, next thing I knew, I was a, a different human being. My mind had, had changed, you know, my mind had stretched and, and uh, it's, it was just different. You know, it's, it's now when I think of things, I don't think of things that the way I thought about them, when I was 25 years old, I think of them very, very differently now. So for the last four years, I've been trying to get you to adopt contact mapping in English, which you speak better than you speak Spanish, and put those notes into your phone so you had them with you all the time, which is interesting to me because you always said, well, I just can't figure it out. And then here's this network marketer, unbelievable NLP genius, chiropractic genius, follower of Christ genius, who decides that he's going to become a Forex and U.S. currency trader and start learning charts inside and out. And all of a sudden, 
the unlearnable man became teachable and he learned this forex literally overnight to teach people how to do forex i mean how on earth did you it's all mindset you decided you were going to learn it and you did is that what happened um, well, if we go back, it, it wasn't overnight. Right? It's we're going we're going on a, a year and eight months here. But um, my wife and I, we had we were um, during COVID, uh, and I know COVID has been very very challenging. So I say this with utmost respect. But COVID COVID really changed the dynamics in our household in a very positive way. I live in a hill, and we bought a home for my dad about four or five hundred yards down the hill. And uh, an older home, so we kind of remodeled it, and we're working on on part of the studio on the on the on a deck on the studio. I became quite handy during COVID, and uh, and and I just and I just felt that God was was taking us to a, a different territory, right, to an uncharted territory. And my wife felt the same thing, and um, and we both felt that that we were going to have a, a, a tremendous expansion of income. And the number that came to our mind, if I can say this, you know, if I can say this, the number that came to our mind was a uh, million dollars a month. And uh, we, we both believed that within the next 12 months, we'd be at a million dollars a month in earnings. Now, for me to do for me to take my business to where from where it is to a million dollars a month, it would take me another 10, 15 years. And the reality is I don't want to invest 15 years in, in doing in doing that. But there's there's different ways if you believe and a, a, a wonderful couple that I've you know, indirectly and directly mentored for about seven, eight years, we came together and we presented this, this, this idea to, uh, to our, our company and, and, and it took off. So now, yes, in the last year and a half, I have engulfed myself. I have completely immersed myself in the study of digital trading. And it's been, you know, it's been crazy. It's been very, at, at first it was super, super difficult for me because it's something complete. It was something completely foreign. Then, then it became very, very messy but now, you know, now it's like, gosh, it's it's I, I see it with complete clarity um, and I see how we're, we're helping a lot of people that we may never have helped before. So it is it, it, it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful to to challenge yourself. Right. Uh, many, many studies say that, you know, you should you should introduce something new into your life every year, especially after 40 years. You know, we, we should challenge ourselves because that's when we really have to lean on faith. That's when we really have to submit. That's when we really have to dig deep within ourselves and, and see who, what we're all made of, right? What can, can we rise to the occasion? And in the last year and eight months, it's been amazing. It's been a great journey. And now that we have a better, a much better understanding of, of the system and the platforms, uh, things are coming together. And what I love the most is that I see my 21 year old that's completely, completely immersed himself into this. And he's and he's created this identity for himself. And it makes me feel very happy for him as a father that he has a that he's he has this tremendous purpose in his life. So and then my wife and then it's just our family, our friends, they're all doing this. So it's it's, it's a lot of fun. And it's very exciting because I know that through this, there's going to be there's going to be monumental change in their life. It's cool to see those high school kids over at your house. I see the screenshots of all those people trading. It's beautiful. I watch my wife, Denise, the beautiful Denise, trading Forex. Not me. It's pretty doggone cute. We're coming back right after this. It's the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. Boy, we're here. You're doing a beautiful job, Lewis. Unbelievable. This is a long segment. Adrian's going to ask you some deeper questions, so get ready. This, this is... This 
what, what is this? Obviously, it's not Zoom. What, what, what platform is this? It's StreamYard. So awesome. It, it is pretty cool. It is bad <laughs> to the bone, and I invented it. <laughs> All right. And the internet. And we're back. It is Tom Chenault. It is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Louis Ariaza, Adrian Chenault, my son. And we are here to talk about a guy who exemplifies so many good things about being a human being. You hang around with him. You're constantly praying. You're blessing the food. He's hugging his wife. He's hugging his kids. His kids kids are hugging him. Everything about this guy is how you want to be when you grow up. And every word that comes out of his mouth means something to him. He understands he's got a purpose much bigger than anything anybody ever dreams of. And then he brings people into that dream. And uh, there's a guy out there who has a father who had a father who was very similar to Lewis's named Ed Milet. And Lewis is my Latino Ed Milet. He doesn't even (laughs) know it. You are unbelievable. I love you, man, with all of my heart. And what you do is inspire me daily to be better. And I want to thank you for that. No, man, this is, this is, are you kidding me? Uh, you, you, you've, you've mentored me going on 10 years now. And, and just, just the fact, you know, and, and I share this, I've shared this story before and I love, and I love this story because it makes me so proud uh, to be around you. Uh, we were at, at, at an event at a very, very large event pre COVID about four years ago. And, um, you were uh, you had asked us to come to the VIP area. We did not have VIP tickets, but you brought us down, my wife and I, and we were sitting there. And then you came and you sat down with us and you kind of joked around for a second and then you walked away. So we're sitting there. There's seven, eight thousand, nine thousand people in this Las Vegas event. And then I get a tap in the shoulder and I turn around and it's this gentleman that I don't know. And uh, he's like, oh, is, is that he said, I mean, he even started stuttering. He's like, what, what, what was that? Tom Chenault. I'm looking at him like, are you like, is it like, are you someone taping me? I said, no, yes, of course that's Tom Chenault. He says, you know him? I said, yes, I know him. He's we're, we're, we're together. We're doing this together. He, he mentors me. You get to talk to him. I said, I talk to him every day, sometimes five times a day. Oh my, I mean, and he was just so taken back often, often a, a, you know, as, as the Bible says, often the, the master is not welcome in his own town. Sometimes you're around people so much, the law of familiarity kicks in and they just don't know. They don't know how special, how great and how transformative you are. So for me, this is, man, this is, this is an honor. Well, you killed about half the show right there with that lie. Go ahead. (laughs) So you, first of all, what taught you got a t-shirt on what what's this what what's this t so tell them what it says because we a lot of people are on the radio what's your shirt say okay it says spartans and there's five stars okay right so what so, so what is a spartan and what why why did you name your team spartans so when we lost everything when we went through what's called what, what we call our financial transition 10 years 10 years 10 and a half years ago um we knew we, we knew we had lost everything in the material world, but we never lost our faith in Christ and we never lost our faith in ourselves. And it's so important to believe in yourself. We never lost our faith in ourselves. So we thought, what, what, what can, what, you know, people, people want to gravitate towards something. We, 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 as a human species, we, we love to belong to something. So we said, we got to create a culture and what are we going to call this culture? And someone near and dear to us at that moment, they said, 
why don't we call ourselves the Spartans? I said, why call, why, why the Spartans? Because the Spartans were a group of men and women that were sent to war prior to anyone else because they were always ready. The Spartans, and they came from Sparta, obviously, they were led by this king by the name of King Leonidas, and he was always prepared. He was always courageous. He was never the biggest team, but he was always the strongest team. He was never the, he, he, he didn't have all this flash, but they were always, they, they all marched to the beat of the same drum. So I thought, you know what, we're going to create that. And, and now we've created, we've created a, a culture that's in the hundreds of thousands of people spanning three or four countries. And so this shirt represents a Spartan that if you're a five-star Spartan, that's like a four-star general, that's the highest ranking. So we, we just had an event and we gave these shirts to the new people. And it, I mean, the shirt, co- the shirt costs $15, but this shirt in their hands is worth $15 million. People will do many, 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 many things for, for an extended period of time to get this shirt. So when I wear this shirt, um, it's, it's, um, it's, I mean, it's very significant to me. That's so huge. And that sense of creating something that people want to belong to and this need for belonging, what are some of the core pieces of how you create that? Because you have a culture that is unlike really anything that I've seen. What are some Mm -hmm. of the pieces of how you create something like that? Sure. So, so it's, um, I'm sure you've heard of Simon Sinek and Simon Sinek talks about creating culture. And and I used, I used his message 10 years ago to create this culture. He says, when you get people that believe what you believe and value what, what, what you value. So when you get people that believe what you believe. So we went out and we found people that believe what we believe. We didn't convince people. We didn't, we didn't trick people. We, we, we showcased a belief system and we broke it down and, and it, we made it very attractive for them to believe that what we were sharing was possible, right? When I sit with an, with an individual, my number one goal is for the vision that I create be greater and better than their present situation. If the vision that I create is stronger than their present situation, they will also become a believer. So we, we created this belief system. Then we introduced value. We understand that people pay for value. People pay for value. The idea that people don't have money is a complete lie. I have done many, many, many meetings and presentations. I've walked into these really bad areas of the cities, right? I've walked into these apartment buildings that, that there's, you know, they have, there's one bedroom and one bathroom and I walk in and what do I see on this huge wall, this hundred inch liquid plasma screen, there's four, you know, iPhones on the table. So what it tells me is that there is money there. My job as a professional is to create the value. So they funnel the money into what we're, what we're talking about, right? So when you get people that believe what you believe and value what you value, what you create is trust and cooperation. When you get people that believe what you believe and value what you value, the result is gonna be trust and cooperation. And Adrian, once you know, I mean, you, you know, you know, and of course your dad is an expert at this. Once you get people to trust you, game's over. Once you get people that are going to cooperate with you, game's over. That's why I love what Les Brown says. He says, 
a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. I'm not, I'm, I'm 50, I turned 54 this Saturday. I'm, I don't have the energy to chase people around. You know, if, 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 I, if I have to drag them across the starting line, I, I have to drag them across the finish line. I wanna dance with people that wanna dance with me. And there's millions out there. I wanna, I wanna live with people that wanna vibe at my frequency. And there's millions of people out there, just like there's millions of people out there for everyone else. But I think sometimes people spend so much energy convincing the wrong people that they just quit, they tap out. No, not not anymore. You know, we went through that stage many, many, many years ago. And you know, we attract the people that find us attractive. And that's how that's the foundation of our culture. So, Adrian, put that up. If you guys want to talk to Dr. Lewis or his wife, Avelia, if you're a woman, Avelia is probably better at this particular business than Lewis is, if you can imagine that. They are the most unbelievable ham and egg team you've ever seen. And then you watch the way that they've duplicated down to their three kids and you just start realizing there's magic in it because they believe what's coming out of their mouth at a level that there's never any doubt in anybody across the table from them that something gigantic is going to happen. And that's the kind of person that you truly want to follow in your life. And Lewis does a mindset training on a weekly basis that's generic and gigantic. And he's one of the few guys I've ever met that had an opportunity meeting with 500 people in it to a thousand, a super Saturday with 2,500 people. I mean, his super Saturdays were bigger than company conventions. This guy is absolutely a network marketers, network marketer and a personal development leaders, personal development leader. He's got it all. The only problem is, is that that you could possibly have is not contacting him. He's that good. And you're still talking to people all the time. I mean, you and I talk about it every day. Never stop talking to new people. It's every day. You never get into that management mode. I just saw Matt Morris just did a great video on that a, a couple of days ago. The time to get into management in your network marketing business is never. You're always out there doing what your organization, you're telling your organization to do, right, Lewis? Absolutely. And just let me retract a little bit. Um, Denise, wonderful, amazing Denise and yourself, you're, you're absolutely correct. Um, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing right now. And I say we as myself and my family without my amazing wife, Avelia. Um, everyone, everyone has a God-given gift. Everyone has a calling and a purpose. And when you step into that calling and purpose, you're near perfect. And my wife is in her calling and purpose. When she gets in front of, in particular, in specifically, when she gets in front of women, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's, it is unbelievable. So yes, reach out, you reach out to me, reach out to my wife. Um, it's, it's no, I'm sorry. What, what was your question again? I'm sorry, Tommy. Just, no question. I just told him to reach out to you. I'm yeah. Reach out to us. And, I, and was with, it, I was with somebody the other day. And I, we were standing there looking at a picture of Avelia Ariaza and Oprah Winfrey. Oh, yeah. And my friend said, who's that with Avelia Ariaza? I'm going to make sure to tell her that. <laughs> All right. You got that, Rob Rowe. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. So that leadership piece, it, you know, the you have to exemplify what you want your people to do. 
that that and that has to duplicate down the line, right? How do you do that? Well, it's purpose, right? It's it's, it's purpose. It, when when it, it's almost like saying it's almost like asking uh, a man, how do you how do you do a man or a woman? How do you do a woman? You, this is my purpose. I I I, I love. I love and live leadership. Leadership changed my life. I, I, I think of how powerful is it is to transform someone with a spoken word. I mean, you do this every day, Adrian. Your, your dad does it does it day in and day out with with a, with with a, with a word. You know, Oprah Winfrey, as you said, words become worlds. She said, with a spoken word, a person can change their life forever, forever, and that excites me. That, that, that inspires me to work on myself so I can bring a better product to humanity, right? That inspires me to, to study, that inspires me to learn, that inspires me to grow, and it inspires me to transform because if I transform- Hold on one second. Those, we're, gonna, we're gonna come back to this right after the break. Sure. We got one last break we gotta take. You're Let's listening to the Legacy Leadership Show with Adrian and Tom Chanel and Dr. Luis Ariaza. We ask you a five-minute question <laughs> with one minute left. That was that so was, funny. I hit I him right it. in the ribs. <laughs> I love it because I knew it was going to be perfect. The question was perfect. It just had a long answer, and I knew it. Lewis, you are amazing. All of you people watching and supporting him and commenting him, it really, really is nice of you, and it's it's so clear what you believe in his abilities, and we love him. We love him with all of our heart. We're coming back right now, so stick around. Here we go, final segment. And we're back. It's the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Adrian Chenault, Tom Chenault, and the one and only Dr. Louis Ariaza. Let him finish his answer, buddy. What was the question? Yeah, we were talking about leadership and just how important it is to paint that world that sets that purpose. And so what does it take to become that kind of leader? So so leadership is, is so there's, there's different levels of leadership, right? Many people think that, um, oh, if, if you're in a position that you're a leader, you know, you, you see that very often in corporate America, right? Where people come, come into management and they're managing groups of people. And that, that manager thinks, oh, this is leadership. That, that's, that's positional leadership. That's, that's, a, that's the lowest level of, of leadership. The highest level of leadership is purpose-filled leadership. The highest level of leadership is servant leadership. Uh, you guys do it all the time. And that is when you are willing to put yourself last so all your team can move forward. That is when you are willing to take the shrapnel and the bullets and take the, you know, absorb the naysayers and, and be that be that leader for your people as you're edifying your people, as you're moving the people forward, as you're pulling the people. That's when your vision becomes a vision that's encompassing to many people, not just to yourself. We're not speaking in what I'm going to do and how much money I'm going to make and what I'm going to accomplish. We're speaking about what are, how many people can we transform? Zig Ziglar said it so many, so, so long ago and so eloquently. He said, when you help enough people get what they want, you're going to obviously end up getting what you want. So leadership is, 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 is a lifestyle for us. Leadership is a servanthood for us. Leadership, I believe, is a calling for us. And I believe that leadership can be a calling for many, many, many people, depending on what level their 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 level of commitment. But we all have to introduce some form of leadership. I have three boys, 21, 15 and 13. I want to lead them. We, my wife and I, we lead them every day. One day they're going to decide to be like somebody. One day they're going to decide to to choose a hero and a shiro. 
well, why not us? Why, why do they have to go to social media and find that person? Why do they have to go uh, into, into the sports world and find that person? You know, I, I mean, I'm sure, Adrian, I mean, how many people don't feel like Tom Chanel is is their leader, right? So leadership, it, it becomes something that is all encompassing. Christ was the greatest leader, right? I mean, it just becomes something that is that that, that is motivating, that is inspiring, that is transformative, that makes you want to be better every single day because the better you become, the better people you attract. That is so huge. And <laughs> you <laughs> you I I think that we stepping into that place of servant leadership, that's, that's really where it happens because that's where I think people then decide I really will follow this person Mm -hmm. wherever they go because they have proven to me that they are willing to sacrifice for me, that they're not just, you know, I'm not the pawn and they're the king in the game, right? Mm -hmm. That They're willing to get out there and they're willing to, you know, to do the hard work, just like I am to show me the path and show me something better for myself. And that's what it's all about. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm thinking, I'm reading the comments. I'm thinking about you guys never walk past anybody. Don't talk down. The only time you should ever, ever look down on anybody is when you are bending over to help them up. Helping people in life is what gives us our life. And, you know, it's easy when you're at the top or whatever your perceived top to act like you don't have time for those people down there. But you were down there once. And I'll tell you, mm-hmm. forgetting that you were down there once is absolutely the kiss of death in all business. The reason that you're so successful is so you can help other people be the same way. And what I love about the Arias is the entire family, not just Lewis and Avelia, but those three boys, is they're always doing it. I go to California they are serving me. They are the most respectful kids I know. And I love you for that. Talk about Isaiah and his football for a minute because it is magic. And I, 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 I know that we're going to look back on this show in two, three years, and he's going to be at the top of the mountain in college football, and we're going to be going, we know that kid. So talk about him a little bit, what's going on with his life. Sure. So, you know, as, as they say, it takes a village, right? And I can't be I can't speak about Isaiah before, before first speaking about Elijah, who's his younger brother, who um, two My years man. ago, yeah, two years ago during COVID, it was so hard to put together one team, let alone two teams. And he, at the age of 11, said, it's okay, I won't play this entire year so we can support Isaiah. He was, he was 11 years old and he took it upon himself and said, no, no, it, it's too hard. And, and I mean, just, just with trying to, find locations and find fields. He says, let's, let's, let's all go in on Isaiah. And I can't s- talk about Isaiah without first talking about Fabian. Fabian is like his, Fabian is, is Isaiah's mentor. Fabian trades from 5.30 to about 8.30. He works out sometimes a, a, a day. And then he is serving his brothers. And, and my wife and I are just so, so in awe of Fabian and so grateful to Fabian for the things that he does willingly and sacrificiously. So for Isaiah, now you got one minute to talk about Isaiah. Go fast. <laughs> okay. Isaiah, Isaiah was just ranked as the sixth best quarterback in the nation in his class. Isaiah is, is, has a, has a very direct path to fill his goal. His goal is to 
take his team to the CIF championship. His goal is to take the, his team to the state championship. His goal is to, is to earn that D1, that D1 scholarship. He visualizes it. He believes it. And he puts in the work to, to, to get it done, right? Uh, he, took a, he took a team last year to a, to a national title. <clears throat> he took a team two years ago to a state title. So, you know, you, you, in God's name, in God's name, you will, you will see Isaiah, you will see Isaiah do his thing. Right now you're going to see him on Friday nights and Saturdays and God willing Sundays. And the cool thing about Isaiah is that he will never, ever say any of these. He'll never share these accolades because he's one of the most humble kids that you're ever going to meet. And that's, I think, part of his greatness is that he doesn't, he doesn't believe all the hype. He just goes out there and puts in the work. He has a vision and he's committed to the vision. All right. We're do not get out of here, but the show's over. So we're going to stay on Facebook. Everybody, we love you next week. Rex Sykes, the leadership, leadership, whatever this thing's called, radio show. We'll see you all next week. Bye. All right, Dr. Ariaza. How you did a great job, man. Wasn't that fun? I am starving right now. I'm happy for you. So here I want to say something. So I need you to stop. One of the most courageous human beings I've ever known in my life is a woman watching this show right now. Her name is Corinne Love. She's in the comments. She is going underneath another brain surgery this Friday. And the odds of her coming out of that thing are unbelievably low. And she knows it. the doctor that was going to do the surgery said, I'm not going to do it. And she found another one that's going to do this brain surgery this Friday. And it's going to take a ton of prayer and it's going to take a ton of love and it's going to take a ton of miracles. So I want you all to notice her in the, in the chat, but also whether you know her or not, pray like crazy, then pray more because I've known people because I'm in the world of Alcoholics Anonymous and I hear stories and see stories and heartrending stories every day. I don't know that I've ever met anybody as courageous as this kid. And with three days to go, before this surgery, I talked to her today and she was thinking about other people. That is unbelievable. So say mm-hmm. a prayer for her. I love you all. Uh, Lewis, you are crazy cool and I love you. And I thank you for being in my life. Adrian, you've been an unbelievable influence on him and uh, we're going to change the world, baby. I love you both so much. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you. Take See care. You.